Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. and welcome back to another Ladies Who Law School podcast episode. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week's episode is brought to you by BarCast Audio. Whether you're a 1L preparing for your first final season or a 3L looking to get ahead on bar prep, BarCast Audio has you covered. This podcast-like review is insanely great, guys. You can listen to it while you're folding your clothes, you're taking a shower, you're driving, you're walking your dog. There's so many different options. BarCast Audio has flashcards, essay attack sheets, and one-of-a-kind essay workshops that can be your secret weapon. For all of you taking the bar exam in 2021, which is coming up sooner rather than later, BarCast Audio has a special offer just for listeners of our show. Right now, you can get 10% off of your pre-order of the BarCast MBE pack, which includes access to audio lessons, essay workshops, and attack sheets for all seven MB subjects. Just use the promo code LWLS at checkout at BarCastAudio.com. That's LWLS in all caps. Well, guys, I'm sure you saw our most recent post. Um, Obviously, this will be coming out on Monday, but our last Friday post, we talked about taking a break and we are officially done with our first semester of 2L. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Like Samantha's post said, it said, take a break, um, her little art. And it was great because I think it's so important to remember to take a break. So Samantha, tell me a little bit about your exam experience and all that. Well, 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 where do I begin? Um, so All of you know that we had exams a lot earlier than we did last fall. So our exams were all before Thanksgiving. So normally we would go home for Thanksgiving and then come back and take exams. But this time it was all jam-packed into an 11, was it 11 or 10 weeks semester? I think it was 11 or 12. Oh, well, 11 or 12 weeks um, jam-packed and then finals. We had about, I think, three or four days for reading period, which usually we have like a whole week. So that was different. And then we had about one to two days between each final, which is also way different than we had before because it was definitely more than one or two days. So studying for these, it was more for me, at least it was really just cram. I mean, there was just so much material that and we didn't have like four days to study it so I was just focusing on the black letter law the the stuff that was going to get me the points on the essays I did I honestly this time around I did more practiced practice like exam and questions 
than before. Cause I feel like now that we know that practice exams are the way to like make the grades, I think that's what we focused on more. And I feel like that was way better than just going through our outlines randomly and not having like, um, a structure, if that makes sense. I don't know. We just went through a lot of short answers, a lot of essay questions, broke those down, did a lot of mnemonics. Um, you just got to do what you got to do when you have one day to learn all of evidence, you know? So uh, I had a rough time um, a little bit before my con law final. I got really nervous. I had never walked into an exam thinking that, you know, I don't feel as prepared as I should be. And um, I think that was really hard for me to walk into an exam feeling that way. Because like I said, I never walked into an exam thinking, wow, if they, they ask about this, I don't know how I'm going to answer it. <laughs> you know, so I think that was definitely um, a tough moment. But now that we're done, I feel good. I'm trying to relax. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to take that break because I am the kind of person that needs to be I feel weird not doing things so I've already felt a little bit like anxious just like should I mean it's weird in my head it's almost wired like I should be doing something but like I don't have anything to do you know so I'm really trying to relax and you know have a good break so yeah I think too that that feeling of I still have something I need to be doing is very common with people who are in professional school. And I've heard that you feel that way. Once you graduate, you're very confused on your time. And like, what do I do? I have so much free time. Like I should be working. I should be working. And I think along with anxiety, that plays a part, uh, that feeling of like on the hamster wheel, you know, you kind of have to talk yourself down, you know? And I think that that can be so difficult when you've been cramming for two and a half weeks, right? Of just like work, 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 like to the point where we didn't know what day it was. And now it's just like, you're on this giant, I think of like six flags, you know, you're on this giant roller coaster and you just came to the end and your adrenaline is still like on edge. Like you were fired up. And I think there's a point where you're like, okay, how do I get this down? And I think our, I know my body is like having the weirdest come down. Like I'm feeling weird. My body, my digestion is crazy weird. Um, the whole bit. So I think everyone handles stress in different ways. And just like last episode, when we talked about the cortisol being in your body and you could still be pumping that crap through your body right now, even though, and that's, what's making you feel like I should be working. But in reality, you're like, this is probably one of those things where you have to talk to a professional because they have ways to cope you know, and, and sadly, like we, we don't know those ways, you know, if we did, we'd be using them. And I think that even just a simple Google search of like, how do you get off the, the roller coaster of working all the time? <laughs> like, you know, I think just finding different things and I'm sure they talk about hobbies and like taking a step back and, and maybe it just takes time. You know what I mean? Maybe you just, maybe you're not one of those people who can turn it on and off. Like you just need a like a Definitely week. Definitely not. Yeah. I think I need, I need like a solid week. Of, yeah. I need, I think I need yeah. a solid week of no school. So I'm like, okay, we're in vacation mode. Like I I'm okay. I don't have this stress anymore. And I nope. really think it's like you said, like the come down, right? I think I'm still in that come down. And, and you know, I, I th- we're going to talk about it in a little bit because we asked you guys about assumptions. And one of the assumptions, I guess I'll just like bring it up now. Where was it? Yeah, we can start it now. 
But yes, we asked you guys for your assumptions and we just wanted to debunk some of these myths for you guys, because we know like, just like we're talking about right now, that it's crazy. Law school's crazy. The whole bit is crazy. You feel feelings and emotions that you've never felt before. And some of it you are probably angst up about before you even go. So we want to, you know, help you guys just understand. And like, if we came in, if we thought about these um, myths, right. If we thought about these assumptions, we want to tell you what we thought and then what we figured out. So. So I found the assumption that I was looking for. It was, I thought I could compartmentalize law school, but it will become your personality. And I genuinely think that this is my problem. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me to separate law school from like everything that I do. I mean, our job, which is, you know, our podcast, our business is law school related. Like when I talk to my family and friends, like, what do I have to talk about law school? Like it just becomes like you. And I think that's, I don't know how to say it. The hard part to overcome. Yeah. To overcome that come down, right. Of feeling like, okay, I need to like take a break. But when it's part of your personality at this point, like it's hard to separate it. Yeah. And I think too, like compartmentalizing law is, is not going to happen for anyone because you're a lawyer, you know, you're, this is what you're doing. But I think compartmentalizing the work is something that you do have to learn because there has to be a shutoff point. There has to be a door that you shut that the water is on the other side and you're inside, you know, you have to do that for your own mental health and your own sanity, because if not, you're going to end up freaking the heck out. I've been there. We've done that. You know, so it's sometimes you think like, I need, I need, I need, I have to keep working, working, working. And that's the burnout, you know, and you learn the hard way or you, and usually like most law students we do because it's so hard because a bunch of these assumptions talk about competition. And I think that that really drives a lot of people. So our first assumption that we got was that everyone is going to be smarter than me. I definitely thought that. I definitely think that like daily. Sometimes I get on Instagram and I see like all the the smarty pants in our class and I think, oh, so everyone's so much smarter than me. Like I literally genuinely deal with this on a regular basis. And I think that I have to give myself credit because when you put yourself like in a race or in golf or I just think of anything like when you go to the professional league, like no longer are you competing against people who you knew you could beat basically like these this is true competition and you kind of have to find the beauty in that you know what do you think we'll be right back hey guys we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers audible yes Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. 
It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. also think that, you know, everyone probably had similar LSAT scores and GPAs at your school, right? So really, there's no one that's smarter than you. There might just be people that maybe work a little bit more, you know, or don't go to that dinner that you go to with your friends because they stayed in and worked. You know, I don't think it's necessarily smart. Everyone is smarter than me, right? It might feel like that. But there might be times where people are just like putting in a little bit more work and that's fine because or a you know, lot of bit more work. I yeah. Mean, people and, are. Yeah. And that's the thing you it but also like if you, it don't feel bad because you're not doing what other people are doing. Because it yeah. might not work if you let's say you completely changed your way of being and you started doing the whole like 12 hour a day study all day long like I don't think you'd be happy. I wouldn't be happy. I'd go already more crazy than I already felt, (laughs) you know? So I think that, I think it is an assumption. I don't think anyone, I mean, there could be like straight up geniuses, right? But I genuinely think it's more of a, people may just work a little differently or harder, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't also devalue your own work. You know, I think that everyone does things differently, like you said, but I think at the same time, like there are, there's always going to be someone who's faster and smarter and better looking and weighs less or weighs more than you. There's always going to be someone also day at your school. And I think that we have to remember that there are people that are smarter than us. And that's the reason that there's a rank and a GPA in the whole bit. And I think at some point you have to just come to terms with no matter how hard you work, like you're just not going to be on the same level as certain people. And you're going to have to be able to sleep at night and handle that. I also think that in law school, like since there's so, so such different age ranges, mm-hmm. a lot of the older students who have worked at law firms, who have been paralegals, like naturally they're going to know what's up because yeah. students in our class that are making like really good grades and like that, it just comes easy to them. Like they just know, right. It just seems like the, it just comes to them. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of experience. A lot of the times their parents are attorneys, you know, like in the average student, like that's not real. Like for me, like I didn't have that, but so I'm not going to have all this prior experience. So naturally I'm not going to know as much, you know? And I think even it doesn't, I think too, what exactly what you're referring to, I can think of easily five people right off the top of my head who are absolutely some of the smartest people at our school. And they are all older, even not that much older, but they are working and they've been working and they've worked at law firms. And that's why anytime we get that question about, should I work at a law firm? Like, heck yeah, do it. Yes, do it. Because you're going to get that experience and you're going to learn that work ethic. And you're just going to be in an environment that's going to train you for what law school and being a lawyer is like. And so sometimes those people are smarter than you because they have this upper hand that you don't have. And that is okay. Because like I said, there's always going to be someone who's smarter or better looking than you. But at the same time, one day that'll be you too. 
one day you'll be the smarter than the others and you'll be the better looking than the others or you'll be this, you know, and you just have to, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Like you have to give yourself some grace. So yeah, I totally understand people thinking everyone's going to be smarter than them because it's inevitable. Like you're like, I'm in law school. Like Also, that's just like a part of like imposter syndrome, right? Like yeah. smarter than me. Like I don't deserve to be here. Like it, it it's all like... If you are in law school right now, like you absolutely deserve to be there. Like they gave you a spot out of someone, like someone else didn't get that spot, but you did. Yeah. So you're sitting in that, like in a spot where someone wishes they could have been because someone believed in you. Like the admissions people were like, I think that they can be a lawyer. So I'm going to let them into my school. And so keep on reminding yourself that like you are smart. You may not know as much as your older peers, like we said before, but you're going to get there sometime, like someday. One day when you work at a firm, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is what so-and-so was talking about. Like, I see it now, you know, and, or you're just going to be able to have that conversation with your boss and you're going to be like, I'm finally at that point that I've been wanting to be at. And then you're going to have to start growing though, because it doesn't end there, you know? So I think in law school, you'll be surprised when there's times where you don't feel smart. And then like, for example, like um, when you were teaching us evidence for, you know, evidence class and like you're like I feel like I don't even know it and I was like dude you're literally teaching it to us like you are smarter than you think you are like yes you know what you're talking about so sometimes you just got to give yourself credit too you know and that and that's and I think it's interesting like you mentioned the imposter syndrome it really builds off of that thought like that is a thought within imposter syndrome for sure the next the next uh, assumption we got is actually just quite hilarious because I don't want to say yes, but I do have to be honest, right? It's just, it's so hard and time consuming. It's basically soul resting. And I'm like, okay. I hate to say this. I mean, <laughs> I think that, I, okay. So I think everyone's experience is different, right? Some people might go to law school and be like, oh, this is a breeze. Like, you know, this is easy. But then there's people like me and Haley and like a lot of other people that we know that it is really hard and it is really time consuming. And it is honestly soul wrecking when you like get a grade back and you're like, oh, I was kind of confident going into that. Right. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think, I think it is hard and I think it is time consuming and I think it can be at times soul wrecking. So I don't really think that's, it might be an assumption, but it's an assumption that could be true. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, I mean, I'm, can tell you multiple times this semester where I cried because it was just like so hard. And I think me personally, like I've had a hard time just with validation and like knowing that this is the right path I'm going down. And because imposter syndrome is real and I deal with anxiety on a daily basis and depression. So it's just a constant roller coaster of emotions for me. And Sometimes I just need to say like, this is really freaking hard. And I need someone to hear me say it and be like, you can do this though. I understand what you're saying. It's really hard, but you can keep going. And I think that goes back to the support system. And I mean, I distinctly remember one time crying to my mom and she's like, it's okay, baby, you can do this. You know? And you're like, that's all I needed to hear was like someone else thinks I can do this, you know? So keep that in mind and make sure and tell your family too, before you go that if I call and I'm crying, just tell me I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like I'm telling you this right now to tell me that at that point in my life. So yeah, it's yeah. super important. Uh, support systems. We've talked about this before. Like you need to have someone there, even if they don't believe it, right. To tell <laughs> you that you can do it. So, no, totally. all right. The next one is that it's really competitive and hard to make friends. What do you think? 
I think that competition is really, is really hard um, in friendships. I think that you have to, I mean, I think that this is true. Um, Personally, I know that there were times where I was trying to build trust with my closest friends in law school. And I think that there were points where I had to be very open about how I felt about competition and how in my mind, I see my friends as succeeding and then I'm succeeding too. Like we all lift each other up. And I think communicating that to people that you trust is really important because one that builds the trust between you and them. If you're in 1L and you're about to take finals and you look at each other and you say, listen, guys, you know, I hope that I don't fail and I hope that you don't fail either. But if I fail, like, I hope you still love me and like want me in your group. And I hope that, you know, if we do really great that one of us doesn't like, we're still going to be respectful of each other and just laying out the expectations is so important. I think in a friendship and anything like that. And this is no different than any relationship that you've had before. You know, you've got to build trust between two people and it can be hard when there's competition there. I also think in law school, like you have friends that are like genuinely your friend friends. And then you have friends that are like your school friends that you like do school things with. Mm -hmm. So I think that you, with your friend friends, you can have these conversations of competition and things will probably be okay. And then when you notice that your school friends maybe are more competitive or maybe don't seem like you know, like maybe it seems like they're not really there to help you, right? That they're more like to maybe put you down or like brag, right? And um, for themselves, maybe. Yeah. So I think that you just need to recognize that and kind of surround yourself with the friend friends, you know, like those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. Like, I don't want to be around somebody who is constantly making me feel like I'm not as smart as them. And that's just because I choose to surround myself with people, like you said, that lift each other up, that support each other, that like, yeah, if one of us doesn't do as well, like we're going to help you to get to the point where you need to be because we all care about each other. And there's a difference between that and then people who are like, oh, you made that Mm, better luck next time. You know, like that's not the kind of friend that you want to have. And I think that's what's scary. I think that's what this assumption comes from is that when you say to someone, you know, like I can, I'll care about you even if you do bad, but the the opposite is that, are they going to care about me if I do bad, you know, are they going to still think that I'm worth something, you know? And I think we put our worth in our grades and we don't know how it's going to end. And I think that's what's so scary. And when you have people who are like, Oh, that's what you did. Like, that's why this assumption is a thing because you think like, Oh my God, like no one likes me. No one thinks I'm supposed to be here. And also I think in law school, a lot of people think they're your good friends, but they don't have the best intentions. And like, that will come out. Trust me. Once you guys get grades, once you figure out your rankings, like your real friends are going to be the ones who stick by you. And the people that let's say they ranked higher than you and they suddenly drop you, like they weren't your friends to begin with. So and that can be, and I want everyone to realize that can be really hard to like swallow and understand that maybe you gave your trust to someone who they didn't, you'd realize they were just blowing smoke up your butt, but it's okay because you're learning something like you were learning about real life relationships. And it's better that you learn that stuff now than when you're out in the workforce as a lawyer, trying to put your trust in someone, because wouldn't that be just crappy, you know? Yeah. Like just 
just be aware. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Be aware. Look at how these people are talking to you, how they're supporting you and whether it makes like, whether that relationship makes you feel good. If you're having friends in your law school where it just seems like you guys are always like competing with each other, like who's making the best grade, like who finishes their homework first, like, you know, that is not the kind of friendships that you need. You like, I'm telling you, that is going to be your demise. You won't have any friends after that. Also, your mental health will be in the crapper because you're just going to be like that's what that's where burnout comes from is that constant of no need no no time to ever laugh or smile or have a hug you know sometimes you just need a hug and and you need people that you trust (laughs) to give you a hug you know and I think sometimes like I said before it sucks whenever you realize that that person wasn't your real friend but better that you learn now than later exactly all right The next one is that you constantly need to be working in order to do well. Okay, so I think that this is a common assumption because, you know, when you Google law school, they say you're going to be studying 24-7, like you won't have time for anything. And I think too, like, this is also constantly is a relative term. That's a law thing, right? You take words and you pick them apart and you give them a definition. What your definition is and constantly could be for me, it could be eight hours a day. For Samantha, it could be 12. For another person, it could be they never freaking sleep. So you have to keep that in mind. And that ties all into the competition and the whole bit about, you know, people doing one thing and people doing another. But I think you have to realize that you have to work what's best for you. And yes, you're going to have to put in a lot of time. And if you're not putting in a lot of time, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. Because I mean, we definitely see people who don't really, you know, you never really see them working. You kind of see them on the weekends, you know, going out and getting drinks and stuff, like even on school days, like when that, that is not going to get you where you need to be. Yeah. Right. You're constantly working like you could be constantly working throughout an eight hour day, taking breaks and like doing fine. But if you're working for an hour and then taking an eight hour break, like I'm telling you, that's not going to get you anywhere. Just being real, like from experience, from what we've seen. Yeah, totally agree. And so just keep that in mind because, you know, like I said before, everyone works differently, but you know, if you are taking long breaks during the day, then you've got to be putting in those hours some other time. So, you know, and great. And we don't see everyone's study schedules. We don't see everyone doing their work. You know, we do see what people put on social media though. And so if you're trying to lead one person to think something, but then maybe hide it behind, like that's, doesn't always seem the case, right? We don't always see people who are, you know, doing fun things within behind the scenes, like studying their butts off, you know, that doesn't always add up, but that could very well be happening. And I think too, like everyone's going through different stuff every single year in law school, you know, some people are going to be getting married and some people are going to be going through breakups and some people are going to be having hard times with their family or, you know, different things like that. And you just kind of have to allow people to do their own schedules. But at the same time, like you got to be focusing on you. And so regardless of whatever everyone else is doing, you need to work, worry about what's your constantly. Yeah. Like, like your eight figure hours. Out, exactly. Like figure out your constant, like 
me bringing up these other people, it's like motivation for me to keep on working, right? Because when you see other people not putting in the work, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put in the work because at the end of the day, like as much as we hate to say there's competition, I'm not competitive with my friends, but I am going to be kind of competitive with the rest of my class, you know? And I think too, like most people in law school are Okay. Another assumption was that you have to be type A to thrive. And quite honestly, not everyone is type A in law school, but there, there is a twinge of type A in everyone. That competition breeds deep with everyone. Like I wouldn't consider myself one of the most competitive people, but I am competitive. Like there's just no denying that I hate losing. So I think that you have to remember that too, as you go through this process of like, what gets you to work, you know, like how, how do you light your fire, you know, and keep yourself working? Because I think too, like some people it's looking at other people and being like, okay, you know what I can do? I can work hard. And like, while I might not be the smartest person and I might not have got the highest LSAT score in my whole class, but I know that I'm a hard worker. So I'm going to put in that work so that I can essentially push forward past those people that I know that aren't doing the work. And that's, that is the winning thing guys. Like that is the bread and butter because what truly happens, I think in the legal fields and in life in general is if you do not put in the hard work, you will not reap the benefits. I've learned that time and time and time again. And I try to kid myself sometimes and think like I can half-ass this and I can still make it. That just isn't the case in law school ever. So you have to keep that in mind. If you're half-assing it and you are going and having drinks every weekend and you end up failing your midterm, then you just have to recalibrate. You don't have to give up on yourself. You don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I have to work 12 hours, but you have to do something different. Yeah. And also this comes along with, I guess, just socializing in general. Like it's okay to say no. I know it's hard, but it is okay to say no. Like if you know that you have to study and like you're getting invited to stuff like I don't know think about it twice and be like am I gonna regret going out and then like next morning I'm gonna be like oh well that wasn't even that fun and I could have studied yeah well and the the next assumption is you can't have a social life and do well in school and I think that's not true because it's in moderation yeah and I think everyone's social life is different I think what works best for you might not work best for other people. I know that if I drink a lot, like it is not going to end well for me the next day. I'm going to be like not my best self. And so having one glass of wine is much different than going out. Right. And I think that that you can go over to your friend's house and have a glass of wine and talk about something other than school. Like if you don't do that, you're going to lose your mind. So you have to have some sort of a social life, but the social life that we all had in college where we went out every Thursday, yeah, Friday, Saturday. just not going to fly here, guys. Like, I think, okay, so there's a difference between, like, a social life where it's normal and you just, like, meet up with friends, like, to, like, you know, de-stress. And then there's, like, social life where we think, like, college social life, like, let's go out, let's party, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that, it, it's, on. I don't know anybody who is partying like that who has been successful in law school, to be honest. And I know that like when we were one L's like our first semester, like we did go out, but not a lot, but I I wish that we hadn't even gone out as much as we did, which wasn't that much. 
because I genuinely think it was like time wasted where like we didn't feel good the next day. And it's like, I don't want to study if I'm hungover, you know? So I think it's all about like, is it worth it right now? Of course, there's special occasions where like you'll go to like a friend's wedding or something like that's totally different. But I'm talking about like the the person who thinks that they can come from college and into law school and genuinely think that they can party four times a week. Like that's just not going to it's not going to work out for you. And if it does, like you've got a skill that I guess not a lot of people have. Well, and I mean, I just want to be quite frank with that. If you are going out and you're partying and you're successful, you got to realize that one day it's going to catch up with you. And many lawyers have substance abuse problems and you will feel the stress of law school, regardless of what you think. And that you have to be really self-aware and taking care of yourself and I think it can be really difficult and it can be a really fine line where you end up losing yourself in a situation. So it's just, you got to keep that in mind with your social life too. Like sometimes just keeping yourself out of that is just best for your mental health. I also think that there are, are some people who become more like get into this more parting mindset when things aren't going well in school as kind of like a way to forget about it. And if you're finding yourself in that situation, like go talk to somebody because that's, that's not really healthy. Like you going out and blacking out is not like to forget about the fact that you have like a midterm in a few days. Like that's, that's not healthy. Yeah. You're basically experiencing depression. I mean, that's what that is. That's a hundred percent what that is. You're, 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 you've lost yourself and it's okay. Like I've been there, you know, and someone just has to help realign and like your chiropractor, someone just needs quick realignment, you know, and, and we'll go on our dandy way. But yeah, no, I totally agree. All right. The next one is that introverted people won't be successful. So I came into law school thinking I was quite introverted. <laughs> um, honestly, having the podcast the past year, which is honestly just side note, crazy how we've almost had the podcast for a whole year, guys. Like what? Anyway, I think that I am not as introverted, but I still do have the introverted tendencies. And I know there's there's a lot more people that are way more introverted than I am at my school. And they are all doing well. Seriously, like you will be fine. Like, yes, it might be nerve wracking if you have to go do an oral argument, but like it is 10 minutes of your life and then it's over. And then you probably won't like to be a lawyer. You don't even have to be in the courtroom if you mm-hmm. don't want to like you can be extremely successful being introverted. And I don't think that it should be a deterrent for anybody who feels that way to go to law school. A hundred percent agree. Couldn't have said it better. The next assumption is you don't have time for anything else. You'll have no time for friends, relationships, or fun outside of school, (laughs) which I feel like we covered this a little, but guys, you have to have friends and relationships. Like if you're alone the whole time, like even Elle Woods wasn't alone the whole time when she went, you know, when Warner told her she wasn't good enough, right? Like, I think you just have to, oh, I mean, but also I'm not very introverted. So I don't know. I feel like you would have to, you make time for things that matter. Like yeah. 
you don't have time for anything else. That anything else might be like traveling, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't have time to do any, like I can't do the certain things that I would want to do, but I can't, like I can still go to the gym. I can still go to Haley's house and hang out for a little bit and de-stress. Like I can still go to dinner with my boyfriend. Like you can still do those things, but you're not going to be able to do the things where like, oh, let, girls trip on the weekend. Like let's go to Nashville. Like I'm. that's just not going to happen. So I think those are the kind of things that you will not have time for. And that's the kind of thing that we preface, you know, if you're going into 1L, tell your family and friends, like, listen, if you're having a wedding and it's close to finals, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. Like, that's the kind of thing I feel. Yeah. And a wedding can be so fun, obviously. So yeah, it's so true. It just, you have to set up expectations before and sometimes just the simple date that you need to realize sometimes a simple date that you may think like, Oh, this is just the same thing we've been doing. You have to keep that appreciation for it because you know, there could be a point where you wouldn't be able to do that because you're so busy. So remember to take the good with the bad and and find the silver lining. Cause I think sometimes it's hard to be in the same rut of everything and not be happy, but you have to find that while this doesn't seem very great, it could be worse <laughs> as much as I hate to say that. All right. The next one is, I thought all my professors would be jerks, but they were very kind and helpful. (laughs) I felt like she watched the paper. Well, I would (laughs) love to like go to the school that you go to. Just kidding. We do have professors that are very helpful and very kind. But as in every school, there are professors that are not really helpful and honestly not that very kind. (laughs) And that's just the truth of the matter you're going to find it at every school undergrad law school master's degree like you're always going to find professors that are not helpful I mean I don't think we want to incriminate ourselves he <laughs> he but yes she's totally right like there can be really great professors and there can be really crappy ones like that's inevitable you guys so yes don't go into it with the assumption that every single like there's never an every single time or a never right you're you're gonna have some good with the bad and you're gonna also like some of your peers are gonna like some professors and you're not gonna like them at all and I also think- when a professor is really bad you will find that all of your peers will like band together and kind of like make things happen you know like for example we didn't get our midterm grades for one of our classes back and like you know we talked about it as a class and we were like we don't like that we don't have our midterm grades back and guess what a few days later, we got our midterms grade back. So sometimes like when you band together with your classmates, you can get things done if you are struggling with having a professor who isn't very um, helpful. Just yeah. an idea. Squeaky will gets the grease. Never forget that. Okay. The next one is it can be extremely competitive and intimidating between everyone. I mean, we kind of touched on that. I think when you first come in, everybody's really intimidated and really intimidating. Um, also remember, I saw this the other day and I my friend posted it and I asked her to send it. And it was basically like, oh, so-and-so said you're intimidating. And her friend says, are they intimidating or are you just intimidated? And it's like, that's true, right? Because I think sometimes we are intimidated by people. And 
what is that reason? Because they're comfortable and they're confident in that situation. And we are everything but that. And I think if you find people in law school who are confident and comfortable, have a conversation with them. Do not be scared of them. There are the people who have probably been working at the law firms like we were talking about who are like, we got this guys. Like you can probably learn so much from those people. Um, and just being able to swallow your pride and have a conversation with someone like that can be a game changer for you. Just putting that out there. So, so true. All right. So we have a few of the same ones, like that it's intimidating, that everyone in my class will be better, smarter than me. So we already touched on those, but we, and that it's stereotypically a super cutthroat competitive environment. You know, yes. like a lot of you guys really think that law school is super competitive. And I think it all depends on the school you go to. Like, yeah, you hear the rumors about some schools where they're ripping the pages out of the books in the library and like, it's horrible. But like, I don't, I don't really think, I mean, from what you guys have told us, it doesn't seem like that. Like at a lot of schools, a lot of you guys said that everyone is really nice and like supportive and like, yeah, everyone's going to be, it's going to be competitive naturally because that's just what law school is. Yeah. But like we said, choose friends, right? Surround yourself with people who don't make you feel like crap about the competition. However you do. I think because you're still there, you know? And I think that that's something that your friends should be like reminding you of that when you need to be reminded of that, not telling you that, oh, because that, because exactly what you're saying, that is competition. And that is the negative competition that is ever flowing. And I think simply too, when someone speaks to you like that, if you are brave enough maybe in that situation to be like hey don't speak to me like that I know that I'm working hard and just because I made a lower grade than you doesn't mean that I'm any less of a hard worker or that I'm any less of a lawyer future lawyer than you I need you to handle this differently or I don't know if we can be around each other and most honestly those people have never heard that before also I think we have to realize that a lot of people do not test well you can know the material back and forth every single thing that you need to know and you can then sit in your chair at the exam and it, it just doesn't work out like you wanted it to because the prep I mean you're going to feel pressure you're going to feel all these things and like that's why they say like test anxiety like you know people get test anxiety when they take the LSAT and the SAT and all these other tests like testing itself is already anxiety inducing so if you already have anxiety and then like testing maybe makes it triggers it even more like you might not do as well but you know what when you're a lawyer and you're practicing and you know all that stuff no one's going to care what you made on that test yes and to for the bar you're going to have weeks and weeks of studying where that's all you're focused on and i think it's hard in law school when you're juggling many many things to many subjects and a paper for lrw and you want to get the best grades but you really are like running full speed ahead to a cliff and you're like i don't know where the cliff ends like it's going to be okay i think that that's really scary but at the same time like exactly what you're saying when you're a lawyer when you're out there in the real world, you're going to have time. You're going to still feel scared shitless. I know it. (laughs) I hear it all the time from attorneys saying like, I don't feel competent, but in reality, like that's just a part of the profession guys. And the more and more we talk about that and the more and more we recognize it, the easier it will be when you're in that situation to be like, Hey, I can do this. I'm just scared. You just have to remind yourself that like, you know, so much more than you think you do. 
Like seriously, when you come home for the first time from break and you're like speaking all this legal jargon that you don't even realize you're talking about, like, and the way you even speak. I mean, I remember the first time I came home from 1L and I talked to a few of my friends on the phone and they were like, wow, you like sound different. Just like the words you're using are different. Like, you know, so much and just like remind yourself, like you are smart. You deserve to be where you are. And you know more than you know. Okay. So the next one is that I would be cold called in every class. Okay. Uh, So every class, do you, I don't know if you mean like once in every class or like every single time you go to class. Maybe she's on both. Maybe both. I mean, for, okay. At our school, like it's, you pretty much get called on once a semester in each class approximately but I do know that like at other schools you might get cold called like several times during the semester and you might get like I think at our school we it's it's, what two to three people maybe four people get cold called in a class max there are some schools where the whole entire class is all cold calls and like 20 people get called on so I think it just really depends on like your school and if you are terribly afraid of it I mean, I wouldn't not go to a school because I know they cold call a lot, but like maybe look at the professors, like look them up on rank my professor and see if they're known for that. You know, I don't know. You can't really get away from it. It's just going to happen. I really, I, I know that you want to give them advice of how to fix the problem, but in reality, it's going to happen. So what you probably need to do is get on that like I don't even know how you can practice, but I think one of the best things was Kaylee when she told us like, guys, I'm not scared of getting cold called because I had a kid and it's like so funny because, okay, yeah, great. And we have not had babies and we don't know that feeling, but there are like way worse things out there than being cold called and being embarrassed. And like, sometimes you're going to have to just swallow your pride and think about being in the courtroom and budging up and saying something and the judge basically embarrassing you. This is no different. This is basically what they're preparing you for. So I know, I know personally that I would sit there so anxious about being cold called that I could barely focus in class and that didn't do me any good. So I think sometimes you would just have to come to terms with the fact that you're going to get cold called. I don't know how many times, I don't know how the teacher's going to do it. Um, everybody's different. You know, some teachers will have a favorite person they love to call on and some will literally go through it alphabetical order, right? And you just go with the flow hang in there. Like it's okay. I think you will notice from the beginning of 1L and I mean, to where we are now in 2L, like I remember the last cold call that I had a few weeks ago for my legal professions class. And I mean, I, I wasn't really, it was a zoom class. It was the last class literally of the semester. And I was like, not really paying attention. And then I got called on and you know what? You just walk through it and you just do it. And like, guess what? I didn't, I don't think I did awesome, but I didn't, you know, do terrible. And guess what? When I went into my breakout room, everyone's like, Hey, good job. That's that's all that matters. And you know what? After one, if you tell a good job to the one person that even if they didn't do that good, guess what? They'll feel a lot better. And then they will forget about it. And guess what? Everyone will forget about it because no one's up at night thinking like ha 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 and if they are guys like i mean if if they are like they've got issues if someone says like no you like should have done better on that cold call like i hope you never talk to them again ever and if they do try to talk to you just walk away 
Because that's also I'm just my biggest piece of advice is that if people are acting a certain way that you disagree with and you don't like, get away from that. You're an adult. You don't have to succumb yourself to situations that you do not feel comfortable or that do not bring you joy. So keep that in mind, right? Of this whole, I mean, we were just constantly competition and social life and everything. Everyone's different. You have to keep that in mind. And once you find people that you trust, you know, make sure that you are keeping those relationships stimulated and that you're taking care of those people and you're watching for because you're going to be going through the same things, but at different times. And it's just so important that it's almost becomes your school, your law school family and that you're taking care of your family. And you're making sure that they're okay. Because that's the idea is that when I'm down, you'll help me up, you know? And that's the, that's the thing that you want to find. And even in the cold call situation, like I know there's times I totally blew it. And I know my friends were thinking like, I wasn't that good, but they're still like, it's okay. It's okay, girl. Like no one cares. And it's like, you're right. I don't even care either. Ha ha. I sounded like a crazy butt person, you know, like just laugh it off though. I mean, honestly, the best thing to do is if you mess up a cold call, just laugh about it because guess what? It's kind of funny. Okay. At the end of the day, like it's, it's, you're getting literally called on randomly by a professor, like in front of everybody, like low key, it's kind of funny because who has to do that in real life? Like nobody, No, it's just law school. So just like take it easy, you know? Yeah hundred percent. Make it fun. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's my advice. Agreed. All right. And the last one that it'll be impossible to balance night school and working my plan as of now. So I know that there are many people at our school that work and have worked. Um, I think that that is totally a false assumption in a total myth. I think people do this all the time. You guys like, you that's why they have school. night school. Yeah. And you can still work your butt off, trust me and pay for whatever you need for your family or yourself. But I think it's going to be hard. Like don't get yourself about that, you know, and you're still going to have to say no. Like, even though you are working, let's say full time and then taking night classes, like that doesn't necessarily mean that law school isn't as important. It doesn't mean that, you know, like you're still going to have to on the weekends, like study, like you're, it's not going to be normal at all. The only difference is that you're still working, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's totally doable and yeah, you're going to see some hard times and good times too. And I think probably the hardest thing in that situation would be having that conversation with where you're working. And I think the most important thing in that situation would be to set those expectations with your boss about school. And if you have a boss who isn't like, doesn't let you put school first, then maybe it isn't the best situation. You you're, and you might have to find that out as time goes on, you know, maybe you have a boss that says, yeah, I will, but they don't. So just keep all that in mind because school really does have to take priority. You really need to, because whether it takes you three years, four or five years, whatever, like it's money, it's your time, it's your mental health, it's your sanity. So you need to put that above because the faster you get done with it, the quicker you can get back and give your boss exactly what he or she is wanting from you. Exactly. And honestly, like there's so many people there, like we said before, there's night programs for a reason. Almost every school has a night program because people need to work. So you'll be fine. And also if you find that it is too overwhelming, 
after a semester, like you may want to think about going full-time. Like that's all, like you can always switch. Like you can go from full-time to nighttime as well. So just be aware of that. Exactly. Or you can just do part-time. Exactly. There's so many options. Like if you want to go to law school, you can make it fit into your schedule, no matter what your lifestyle looks like. Yeah. Especially now with like, you can have it on Zoom. I mean, it is way more flexible. Dude, right? Well, guys, we are so happy that you guys were able to send us all your assumptions. If we didn't get to yours, it's because it was probably repeated because we got a lot of the same ones. But I guess just a little update. This um, winter break, Haley and I will be taking probably a one or two week break around Christmas and New Year's. You know, we've been going for like, uh, this is our 46th episode, so 40, 46 weeks in a row. And, you know, we are going to take a little break, but we will still be active on Instagram and we will still answer your DMs and all that fun stuff. And we will be pre-recording to post it after our little break. So don't you worry. Yeah. And I just want to say that we just want to spend some time truly taking that break like I talked about at the beginning of the episode and just relaxing and kind of just getting off the computer and not having to have a schedule for a little bit I think everyone can understand that and I hope that y'all appreciate that for us because man this semester was crazy hard and I know I have been struggling I know Samantha's been struggling and I think it would just be nice um for us to, you know, take a little relaxer. Plus we, um, when we produce these episodes for you guys, we try to give you the best content and we just feel like with a little break, we can come up with even more ideas for you guys. So we hope that you will, um, enjoy what comes in the new year with our one year anniversary. It's crazy. I know we will have a very special episode for our anniversary episode and we still have like two weeks more of episodes that are coming so don't like freak out like we will still be posting I promise I know you guys like look forward to it every Monday but um I mean I don't know if you do but if you do there's going to be a few more episodes until our break and um yeah always feel free to reach out to us now we have a lot more time to answer your dms so we can get back a lot sooner join our Facebook group. We have like 400 members in there already and they're talking about all kinds of things. So if you ever need something answered, like honestly go to the Facebook group first or you can DM us and then go to the Facebook group. Either way, we'll see it. Um, and there's a lot of people on there who can give you really good advice. Yep. Also PSA merch. So it's the holiday season, ladies, and um, we know you guys love the merch. And unfortunately, because of COVID and holidays, shipping times may be a little delayed. So if you want to get your stuff by Christmas, I would seriously recommend ordering during the first week of December just to be safe. Um, because I don't want to promise anything and then you not get it on Christmas. So Order by the first week of December. If you're international, that's a whole different story. If you're international, DM us separately and we will figure it out. We can get you your times and everything. But if you're in the United States, order by, you know, first week of December and you should get it perfectly like way before the holidays, but just in case you never know. And if you're ordering specifically from Canada, there is a COVID restriction on packages being um, shipped into the country. So there's going to be an extra delay. 
So just be aware of that. Um, and if you have ordered from Canada and we're, we'll send you the tracking links when we can, but if it's taking too long, just DM us and we can figure out why it's taking too long, but it, it's probably the COVID restriction. So, you know, just a little announcement. Yep. Well, guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know we enjoyed talking about the assumptions that you guys had and debunking them because that's the whole point of this podcast, right? So have a great, we also hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. We are so thankful for you and that you're enjoying the beginning of December. I know many of you guys are going into finals, so we wish you all the best of luck. Please, if you have any questions, like Samantha said, reach out and we will talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.